monsters. <laughs> Welcome to Murder Horror Monsters. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded, so just forgive us for any casualties today, any mishaps. Uh, But it is I, with your lovely co-host, the greatest person ever, the person that blew me away all the time, and it's just the sweetest being in the whole wide world. Scloon. No, 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 no. I am here with the most amazing, the most gorgeous, our always favorite Ash, who I love so much. (laughs) (laughs) Always favorite. Never not the favorite. You're never not the favorite. (sighs) You're my first choice whenever there's a group of people streaming. I'm like, oh, Ash. Forget everybody else. (laughs) Stop. Love You're too you. sweet. I just love you all the time and I want to hang out with you all the time. And that's not a thing that I'm able to do because, you know, we're both busy, busy, but you're also like top choice. Don't ever question that. We're both some grade A steak. Great. We're Wagyu steaks. Yeah, Wagyu steak. Oh. What is that? A, was it A5 Wagyu steak? There's that sandwich. Oh, yeah. There's that sandwich that they have in Japan that I see, and it's made with, like, really thin pieces of milk bread and then really thick pieces of Wagyu steak, and that's just all it is. It's just steak and bread, and it supposedly is, like, the best thing. It's cut perfectly into little squares. Can I just say my new Mm. life goal, because I've been watching TikTok a lot, a lot and seeing like street food from different places my l- new life goal is just to go somewhere with like good street food because the street food looks amazing forget about the restaurants oh. i want the street food <laughs> absolutely i see all the ones about korean street food japanese yeah. street food the brazilian street food i see all of them and i'm on board that's what i want to do yeah me too i just want to i just want to grab some people we'll go on a road trip and just hit all the street foods we'll oh have, yes we'll have a i also want to do munch. the japanese vending machines yeah i think that's a really cool thing because they have hot and cold vending machines and that's amazing yeah that's so cool they always get coffee and i'm like was it cold coffee no it's hot coffee what the hell Hot coffee, hot ramen, like yeah. you can have like little meals. It blows my mind. And yeah. their seven elevens over there have like little bar, like countertop bars that you can sit at and after you buy your lunch you can eat there. Oh, amazing. amazing. America is behind in the times. They are. We need better seven elevens for sure. Yeah, have you seen the Japanese seven eleven? It looks so cool in there. There's so much stuff. <laughs> Have you just seen just how beautiful everyone is over there? And just yeah. like the, how beautiful the the whole place is. Like even and like so condensed nice. cities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the condensed cities. Like if it's not really a whole lot of green, even the old buildings look incredibly beautiful. Or like you just have this really cool rustic feel. And I just... Ugh. I love it too much. It's beautiful. I, I definitely well, want to go settles. there one day. Yeah. 
yeah, we're going to do a trip. We're going to do a field trip. We're going <laughs> to... I just saw... <laughs> I just saw, like, a Mothman festival in... Yeah. Was it West Virginia? Where yeah, they're point, doing the festival? Point Pleasant, yeah. Yep. And I was like, all right, field trip. So now we have two places to go field trip. The Mothman festival and Japan. Yeah. We got to go to the tar pits. Three... F- three field trips <laughs> gotta go to the tar pits yeah we'll just we just keep attacking on like our bucket list of where to go we should just make a whole um field trip after we get uh, a lot of chunks of the podcast done and just hit everywhere we talk about yes make our own little tiktok adventures where we're yeah. just going around a tiny little vlog the cryptid vlog episode adventures. episode two look where we're at now yeah. oh that would be amazing get a shot of me drowning in the soup very good very good <laughs> <laughs> i'll be like that elephant I was going to say take a <laughs> selfie with the elephant that's in the middle of the soup. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, real quick, I have a tea. So, a few weeks ago, I went to New Orleans, mm-hmm. and I stopped by this tea shop, and it was super nice, really, really relaxing in there, and the guy was just like, he complimented everything that I picked out or like I was interested in. And my tea today is in Angel Falls Mist, and Ooh. it's got natural dried apple pieces, hibiscus, rose hip, dried orange, calendula petals, and other natural flavors. And it literally looks like just little pieces of fruit and flowers in my tea, and I'm kind of excited about it. Amazing. Sounds I've good. never tried it, so I'm going to actually try it right now. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. Speaking of teas, I know you said that you didn't have one, but uh, <laughs> didn't you just get a little bit of a surprise? I did. I'm not going to lie. I took a nap because today needed a nap to readjust my motions. And and I, I have come unprepared <laughs> without tea. That's okay. Naps are great. Yeah. Uh, but whenever but you are ready for sister. tea, she'll bring me some tea. Uh, yeah. But whenever you are ready for tea, uh, I know a little tea fairy sent you a little nice package. Yeah. A little tea fairy. <clears throat> no. Her name, uh, her name sounds very much and could be Ash. Uh, sent me tea in the mail. And mm-hmm. so many teas. I was going through it the other day, and I was like, "Ooh, ah." <laughs> <laughs> it's um. If anyone's ever interested, Amazon really has some really great like care packages or gift packages. So I got you. I think it was Tazo Tazo's tea. Um, I believe so. I think it was T A Z O, and it came with like twelve uh, flavors in total. So it was. With Great for the new tea connoisseur. So highly recommend just checking out what you can find on Amazon or your local tea shop, to be honest, because they usually have really good loose leaf tea. Yeah, Tazo tea sampler. I didn't know if you had a tea infuser or if you had like the little, either the big one or like the little ones. 
So I got you tea bags instead. I hope those are oh, just yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use tea bags. I I was gonna get that sprout one you showed me long long time ago when we first started being friends, and I forgot about it. <laughs> oh no! Because my memory I do is love that the, tea the strength of a chicken nugget. At least you have some form of a memory. My my roommate, I adore her. Her and I have realized that the both of us really don't have good memory because I remember the things for her and she remembers things for me. Like, like she was in the kitchen, she pulled things out of the fridge, she leaves them on the counter, she walks upstairs, she comes back downstairs and she's like, I was down here for something. And I was like, your snacks? Oh yeah, my snacks. It's just things like that. Yeah. It's really great. And I was like, I'm not alone in forgetting what to do or what I was currently in the midst of doing. So that's no. really fun. I like to call it the Sims <laughs> phenomenon. Like you walk into a room and yes. somebody cancels out your action and you're like, hmm, I don't know what I was doing. Yes. I bet you there's something that's like a like a, uh, a, like a cryptid or fae, something that's behind it all because not everyone does it. True. Only, only some people do it. Oh. Who knows? Maybe we'll have to do some research. How have you been? How's everything been in Skaloon land? Uh, it's been okay. It's been stressy wessy for a while, but you know, things will be okay. We, we got the, we got, we're going to have fun today. And it's gonna yeah. be a good time. Yeah. How have you been? I have been also okay. I've been dealing with a headache, you know, just all weekend. Uh, I've been planning a lot of things. I've been training at a new position for my job. So it's just a lot of stress overall. But I'm really excited to hop back into our weekly get-togethers because we both kind of took some time away. We we both kind of needed like not space from each other but we were just both like we've got too much going on for like extra things yeah we already have some stuff planned so it's been nice to kind of have a few weeks off but I'm really excited to kind of get back on track because it makes me feel productive and that's kind of what I want yeah yeah Hmm. and it makes me it, it makes me excited because I've had a couple of people be like, yeah, I constantly listen to the podcast. I'm so excited for new episodes. And I'm like, I, I, I. It gives me, like, a nice boost to be like, we must continue on. To the moon. To the moon. Well, I <laughs> am super excited. Are you ready to kind of hop into it? It's going to be a really heavy day. Yes. Uh, it, It's going to be dark. Everyone warning. <laughs> It's a dark day. Yes. I am going to put a trigger warning right here. If you are not into... I'm trying to think of a good way to say it without saying it. Desecrating corpses. If you are not into uh, torture. If you are not into anything besides the usual, this person was murdered or these multiple people were murdered, uh... We will see you next week, plain and simple. Um, yes. This My story has quite a bit. And just because I took a sneak peek, Skloon's story might be worse than what I have ever covered. Yes. So. I, I, go in, I don't go into like horrible detail, but I go into a little bit of detail. So please, 
please listen with caution. If you can't handle it, that's please. okay. We'll see you next week. It's no big deal. You know? Yes, no big deal. Um, but I think it's actually me because we had our fun bonus episode uh, last week. Mm-hmm. And this is coming out right after that. And I was last <laughs> with Who Killed Mark. Yeah. And so I think it's actually me that goes first, which I'm a little both excited and sad about because I really want to hear yours first. No, no, no. I, but... I, th- I feel like mine should be followed up by some some good things, I think. And also just Yeah, yours giggle. is going to be... Yeah. Yours is going to be something where, where as soon as we're done, we're going to have kitty cat voices or yeah, yeah, yeah. puppy dog. <laughs> puppy yeah. dog, like Look little at the puppy in the pictures. background. Yeah, yeah. It so... made me laugh because we, last week... <laughs> it today kind of went like zero to a hundred. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, no Buckle for up. sure. <laughs> yeah, the. <laughs> I mean, my my story last official episode was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. very intense, and this one I feel like is a little bit on par, but yours like greatly surpasses what I did last week. So if you need to listen to some fun stuff, listen to our prank episode back on April 1st. Yeah. Please listen to that if you need some good fun stuff. So. Yeah, it was a good time. <sighs> it's one of my All favorite right. episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a really fun episode. It was. <laughs> oh, okay. Are we ready? Yeah. I'm excited. Oh. <laughs> August 23rd, 2005, sees the birth of a tropical depression, which developed into a hurricane and hit Hollandale Beach, Florida on August 25th. It crossed land, weakened back to a tropical storm, and crossed into the Gulf of Mexico on August 26th. Reaching level 5, Hurricane Katrina weakened just before making its second landfall on Louisiana and Mississippi three days later. Unfortunately, that was still strong enough to cause $125 billion in damage and resulted in over 1,800 deaths. Oh my god. The hurricane had sustained winds of 125 miles per hour, which stretched 120 miles and Katrina sustained hurricane winds until it was 150 miles inland and was finally reduced to a tropical depression near Clarksville, Tennessee. Now, um, I lived in Florida my entire life, like except for like maybe one or two years in Tennessee and in Kentucky, and I actually was in Florida during Hurricane Katrina, and I remember we were all really scared, but Florida is also known for like the party during a hurricane kind of mentality, and truly it was no <laughs> different. Um, 2005, I was still in high school, so we were, if I remember correctly, we were out of school for a few days. There were some power lines down, but nothing like it was in Louisiana. It completely devastated the state um, and New Orleans in particular. Many people were informed to evacuate as New Orleans and the northeast of the state were going to be hit with hurricane winds for hours. However, a new couple, just weeks into their relationship, decided to weather it out in an apartment. Addie Hall 
and Zach Bowen had just met a few weeks up leading to the historic hurricane landing as they were both bartenders in the French Quarter. Now, I actually just got back a few weeks ago from New Orleans, and this is something that really stuck out to me during the time there. They, we did a lot of tours, mm-hmm. and they were telling us about how they were building up a giant wall. There's literally a wall around New Orleans that is supposed to help with flooding, with giant waves, things like that. Um, most of the houses are raised up on cinder blocks so that they can um, hopefully be out of flood waters if that ever happens again. There's um, still a lot of work that needs to be done, a lot of damage that was done. Um, and that's just from like growth, nothing that was particularly related to the hurricane. But you can definitely see like the years of hurricanes that have hit Louisiana definitely has taken its toll, but they're trying very hard to like protect the city, which I thought was really good. New Orleans is a large city and it's separated into um, districts. So the French Quarter, that's where like Bourbon Street is, that's where a lot of the main partying restaurants and everything are. Um, you also have the Central Business District or CBD. Um, that's more along the lines of like, there's still food, there's food everywhere. There's still drinks everywhere. Um, but that typically seemed to be more where the shops were, um, more of the higher, like CVS was over there, um, more modern-esque, whereas like small businesses were in the French Quarter. And then you have the Garden District, which is where they had all of these flowers put in to help override the smell from like the shipping and um, like decomposing of the farm and everything of that nature. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot in New Orleans and the Garden District is beautiful. Absolutely Mm -hmm. beautiful. French Quarter is beautiful in its own right. The district, a business district, was great. So that's what there is. There's definitely just pieces little centers little districts all around so um addie hall was originally from north carolina and moved to new orleans as she loved the community and the bohemian lifestyle that she could lead addie would be an aspiring poet and artist and she loved to dance friends would say she was free-spirited very independent and she was working as a bartender at the spotted cat she grew up in a world of abuse from household and relationships, and she was weary of men because of it. Addie also allegedly suffered from bipolar disorder, and she actually would take medication irregularly, which was resulting in violent outbursts. Zach Bowen moved to, North, uh, to New Orleans from California to be with his father. Zach finished high school and became a bartender at 18. While working, Zach met Lana Shupak, who was 10 years his senior. The two ended up getting married and had two children, which made Zach want to be a better supporter for his family, and therefore he joined the U.S. Army and eventually was generally discharged due to health issues. It is also said that Zach suffered from severe PTSD after witnessing the death of a girl and her family after their shop was bombed in Iraq after he befriended them. So he went through a lot. Yeah. To top it off, when Zach returned home, 
Lana stated he had changed from the charming and charismatic man that she knew, and she, with the two kids, left him and filed for divorce. Both Zach and Addie were fighting their own inner demons and tried to find solace with each other. While Addie and Zach were holed up in her apartment during the hurricane, they fell into a routine and in love both being unemployed and unwilling to leave the city amidst all the destruction and chaos. Being inseparable, they bartered drinks for food, they pulled together their own leftovers and served what they could to others who also chose to stay during the storm. They continued to support their community, even through the interviews in national magazines and newspapers making their stories sensational. So if you actually look up their names, the New York Times wrote about them, like, there's so many pictures of them together on uh, the front of their lawn. They're helping people in a giant bonfire that they were cooking food for in the middle of their street. They Aww. didn't have any bills. They didn't have any responsibilities. They didn't have any money, but yeah. they had a community. They kind of made a way of life because they knew that they wouldn't be the only ones. They didn't really care to leave, but they try to make it the best for not just themselves, but everyone else. And that was really great. Yeah. Like help, help, help other people in the same situation. Right. Cause you don't know how long things are going to be. Yeah. And it actually ended up being, if I remember correctly, Louisiana was stuck in that kind of chaos and destruction for I think around like six months, almost a year. Like it was getting oh back God. up in order, but I'm pretty sure that some parts of the state were still inaccessible. They were still destroyed, over flooded, power lines, buildings, everything. Yeah. Oh my God. This and that's scary. why life would need to return to normal in 2006. So truly about a year um, for the community that they created. Relief efforts were finally showing results, and businesses were back to receiving customers and having their employees return to regular shifts. This actually ended up being extremely difficult for Zach and Addie since they had become accustomed to their new lifestyle and were both heavy drinkers and drug users. The honeymoon phase in their relationship turned into anger and aggressive outbursts, and Addie was allegedly upset that Zach had children in a previous marriage, and she wanted to be the sole receiver of his attention. During their many arguments and breakups, Zach supposedly quit paying child support and rejected being a co-parent with Lana. So he essentially was just like, I don't have kids, I don't want any responsibility, but I'm also not going to pay for no responsibility. Right. Uh, even though they were both fighting each other and their own demons, they believed that they could try to make their now year-long relationship work and decided to rent an apartment together using their pooled tips. They ended up moving into 826 North Rampart Street, located directly above Priestess Miriam's Voodoo Spiritual Temple. It seemed it was for them as the for rent sign was put up on the same day that they found it. Now, I'm just going to put this out there. Voodoo a lot of people, when I was walking around New Orleans, a lot of people show it to be, or seem to make it seem that it's um, very dark, very mysterious, um, kind of like bad. But a lot of the shops that I went into and a lot of the people that I talked to, it's actually a very healing and like supportive religion. Um, 
a lot of like the little voodoo dolls were like good luck charms they were meant for prosperity wealth health um companionship love friendship like it wasn't you know I don't remember seeing anything that was like how to summon you know monsters how to do this how to get back at someone who betrayed you it was mostly just finding self-healing self-worth and compassion so I'm just gonna put that out there I don't practice voodoo but um what I saw in the temples and the the little museums and shops that they had that's kind of what I garnered from it so uh, however just a few days after moving in and Zach paying supposedly for the first two months of rent Addie reached out to her landlord to ask for the lease to be put into her name only. Addie asked this because she recently found out Zach was cheating on her, and it was the last straw in their already weak relationship. The landlord refused her request, stating that he wished she would work it out with Zach. We're going to now fast forward to October 17, 2006, 8.30 p.m. at the Omni Royal Orleans Hotel. On top of a parking garage's roof is the body of a man who seemed to have fallen to his death. Police were unsure if this was truly an accident, murder, or suicide, but they did know that the man died on impact considering his wounds. When police searched for his body for any identification, they found a note addressed to them directly, which stated, quote, this is not accidental. I had to take my own life to pay for the one I took. There mm-hmm. were directions to go to 826 North Rampart and the details of what transpired in the apartment. And inside was a scene no person could have prepared for. Quote, if you send a patrol to 826 North Rampart, you will find the dismembered corpse of my girlfriend Addie in the oven, on the stove, <sighs> and in the fridge along with full documentation on the both of us and a full signed confession from myself. Signed, Zach Bowen. Oh my god. Do I have your attention? (laughs) (sighs) What? Just the fact that he would write a note out and then was like, oh, by the way, you know, there's a full additional confession. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Like, oh. I mean, at that point, why not? You know, he's, he's leaving the world. So, like. I mean, you're not wrong. If you're going to leave, you're going to unalive yourself. Might as well write out your deepest, darkest secrets, right. your deepest confession, and just get it over with. Yeah. What are they going to do to you? You're yeah. already unalived. You're like, you don't even have to suffer you're the consequences. Gone. You're gone. Like, you can say whatever you want. Well, people are like, what did you hate? Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> Love cheese. How dare anyone hate I cheese. I know. How dare. How dare. <laughs> I stole a pizza. It's coming back. It's back. Oh, around. no. The pizza. It's I back to revenge. <laughs> so the apartment was chill. And by chill, I mean Zach having set the thermostat to 60 degrees and was on full blast. The police noticed that there was no smell from the apartment, as if there was no corpse waiting inside. They saw, spray-painted onto the walls, I am a failure. Please call my wife. I love her. Please help me stop the pain. And supposedly, there was a 
spray-painted arrow pointing to the stove with a message, look in the oven. (gasps) Oh, God. The police found, burned to be unrecognizable, a severed human head in the pot on a burner, and another pot, hands and feet, and inside the oven, in a large roasting pan, were the arms and legs, also seemingly burnt. The counter was littered with potatoes and carrots, seemingly prepped for cooking, and inside the fridge was a torso contained inside a large plastic bag. Investigators knew that everything written in the smaller suicide note was true, and when they stumbled across Addie's journal, detailed far worse things than they ever could have imagined. Oh my god. It's, it gets bad. <laughs> it gets I'm, bad. I'm so, so like, what? Like, this is like a, a horror movie scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if, if no one wants to hear details, please skip, I don't know, the next like 30 seconds. Just don't, <laughs> just don't listen. But 1 a.m., October 5th, 2006, it's Thursday, and Zach had been drinking heavily that day. Addie, the day prior, tried to get his name removed from the lease, and Zach supposedly learned of this and became very angry. Zach approached Addie, and he calmly strangled her to death. Zach then sexually violated Addie's corpse multiple times, and when he was worn out, passed out next to her lifeless body. When he awoke, he prepped for work and tried to go about his daily business. But friends and co-workers say that he would seem out of sorts. When Zach returned home, he moved Addie's body into the bathroom, gave her a haircut, and proceeded to dismember her with a knife and a hacksaw. He moved parts of her body to the stove, the torso into the fridge to be dealt with at a later time. He meticulously cleaned the bathroom, leaving no traces of his horrific acts there. And when Addie's friends asked where she was, he informed them she went back to North Carolina. This would be shocking to some friends, as Addie loved New Orleans too much to leave, but was believed by a few as Addie was known to run away when there were problems. During the almost two weeks, Zach had Addie's body in the apartment, not knowing what really to do with her. He seemed to be happier and thought about going on vacation, and in general, was in good spirits. This is also where I tell you that there is actually a movie that was made from this whole story. Oh! So, I think it's a movie, and I believe there's a documentary, and I think I remember seeing something about it being a part of a TV series. Like, not its own series, but, like, part of one. Right, right, right. So, So. uh, it's putting on the watch list. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, It was at the end of the first four days when he attempted to cook or burn Addie's remains in an attempt to dispose of them easier. Afterwards, Zach decided he was going to live out the rest of his life with only the best. Good food, good drugs, good strippers, and good friends. The parting lasted until Zach stood at the terrace of the Omni Royal Orleans Hotel, looked over the edge multiple times, and finally downing his last drink before throwing himself off over the edge. Autopsy reports show that there were no human remains found in his stomach, which quieted the rumors that he had tried cooking Addie's remains to be eaten. Along with a letter in his pants pocket, Zach also carried his military dog tags, the name of his landlord, and the keys to Addie's apartment. 
Zach's body was partially covered in cigarette burns, which he wrote in a five-page journal entry, was for every year of his life as a punishment for his failures. Zach's official confession was, quote, Today is Monday, 16 October, 2 a.m. I killed her at 1 a.m. Thursday, 5 October. I very calmly strangled her. It was very quick. Halfway through the task, I stopped and thought about what I was doing. The decision to halt the first idea and move to plan B, the crime scene you are now in, came after a while. I scared myself, not by the action of calmly strangling the woman I've loved for one and a half years and then blank her body, but by my entire lack of remorse. I've known for forever how horrible of a person I am, ask anyone, and decided to quit my jobs and spend the 1500 cash I had being happy until I killed myself. So that's what I did. Good food, good drugs, good strippers, good friends, and any loose ends I may have had. I didn't contact any of my family, so that'll explain the shock, and had a fantastic time living out my days. It's just about time now. There are other many pieces, like how Mary Voodoo Queen Millen leased the whole building to create the Bloody Mary Haunted Museum and Tour, and in the tour, there is a fee to go to the apartment upstairs to view the stove and fridge where Addie's dismembered corpse was found and how there actually is a best friend that was a part of the interview for the murder who went on to perform similar acts of horror only six years later. I do want to let anyone know that if you are experiencing trauma, suicidal thoughts, PTSD, addiction, please seek help. You are not alone. And you can call the 800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. And you can also go to opencounseling.com forward slash hotlines hyphen U.S. to view free telephone counseling hotlines in the U.S. There's always help. Addiction is not your fault. It is a disease, as we all know. And Mm -hmm. you can always get help. Reach out to a friend at the very least. Yeah, don't let it simmer don't let it simmer for sure and that is the horrible horrible tale of the two lovers who weathered out a hurricane a category five hurricane and ended up in the most tragic ending ever yeah that's so sad no a lot <laughs> it's a uh, lot just like uh. <laughs> she had to go through a hurricane and then like be chopped up like, if you think about it, you know, she, according to the, all the sources that I had, which I'll read in just a minute, um, but according to all the sources that I had, she suffered a lot from, like we said, manic depression and, mm-hmm. or manic bipolar disorder, and that have been a part of a lot of abusive relationships, and she was kind of, like, scared of them. She didn't really want to be around them, so having someone live with you day in and day out you know where they are all the time like they're giving you their constant attention like she probably felt the most secure in that relationship during that time frame because they were consistently around each other but oh that makes me so sad i when i was researching it and everything i was just super sad whenever i was like he he wasn't even upset about the fact that he did it 
he was just upset about the fact that he wasn't sad about it. And I was like, I I right. don't know which is sadder. Like, I don't know which one is more upsetting. And then you proceed to have the best time of the rest of your life after you did that to somebody you invented love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to sit there and you're going to use the rest of your money to just party hard. You could have just easily turned yourself in and give credit where credit is due, essentially. Yeah. He got to party and uh, end on his own terms, which I kind of think is a little more awful than it should be. But yeah, I guess at the end, you know, he got what he may have deserved, I guess. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm like, I guess. Um, my <laughs> sources super quick are, um, Hurricane Katrina, Wikipedia, um, Planted in True Crime website, Addie Hall and Zach Bowen, um, a Reddit post, Zach Bowen and Addie Hall were together for a year and a half in New Orleans. There is an article on historic mysteries by Shelley Barclay called The Zach and Addie Murder Slash Suicide. There is a page on Ranker by Patrick Thornton. The Tragic Story of Zach Bowen and Addie Hall. There is a ghostcitytours.com script about them. I say script because it is very detailed, um, kind of like the ranker ones, but I do know that the ghost tours, they usually use those to kind of tell you the story. Um, but there's the article there. And then The Gruesome Tale of Zach Bowen and Addie Hall and What It Says About Our Fascination with True Crime by Delaney R. Bartlett. And that was on DelaneyRBartlett.medium.com. And she's also the one where she, they go into more detail about the museum that was bought. And they actually have like the stove and the fridge. Everything is left the way it was. And it was funny that you mentioned horror movie because at first that apartment was decorated to look like a slasher film. Oh. And... There was like a Chucky doll and the Bride of Chucky Tiffany, how they were in there. And a lot of people were really upset, were really disgusted by it. Um, It looked like a cheap slasher film, according to the sources that I read. And the voodoo queen, um, Miss Millen, she basically was like, yes, but also like it's teaching people about the history here. It's teaching people that, you know, this is, like you said, a scene from a horror film because... This isn't, this is real life, but this isn't how real life should be. Yeah. And they did alter the scene. Um, the, they did alter the apartment. So it no longer looks like that. But um, it's still available to go tour and learn the history of what happened at 826 North Rampart. It's uh, a bit of a doozy. It was, yeah. I, I think the dismemberment is what always gets me. I Plus just, the the other violations, but yeah, that's yeah. that's its own that's its own thing. It's just the act of you purposely you've already killed the person, and now you're going to take it a step further and make sure their body is no longer like a full yeah body. Like together. You have to separate. That's weird. That's so weird. Why? Yeah, why do, I don't understand. Why do people dismember people? <laughs> that's weird. I just don't understand why that's like the next thought. I mean, I understand the whole like it may be easier to dispose of but like a don't kill people to begin with yeah just don't do it (laughs) easy don't do it (laughs) i just don't understand um just that next level of thought 
Like, <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I could bury it in my yeah. backyard that I have access to. Uh, but instead of doing that, I'm just going to hack it up and then put it in a roasting pan. Yeah. The, the pros and cons of killing somebody. Pros. Oh, yeah. If you don't kill somebody, you don't have to deal with it. Ooh, God, if you kill somebody, you have so much to deal with. Here's the thought. Do you want to really work hard for the next, like, probably couple of years? Or do you just want to not yeah. work hard? And therefore, do you don't kill anyone. Constantly want to be paranoid that what you did is going to get found out? No? Okay, don't kill Constant. anyone. <laughs> just don't do it. Yeah. Why did you do it? Don't do it. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, go home, have tea, scream into a pillow. You'll be okay. You don't have to murder. <laughs> Life lessons with Skloon. Life lessons with Skloon. Murder's not worth it. It's not worth it. You might think mm. it's worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Thank you for listening to my story and thus my, my rants afterwards. Of course. Are you ready? Always. Uh, yeah, are you ready? Are you ready, viewers? I... <laughs> I am so ready. I'm so nervous. I am nervous too. Just because I <laughs> I know how how in depth this is cuz I was going to do this story and then we both talked about it and then I decided no, I was going to do Zach and Addie instead. And now that you're doing it, I'm really excited to see what more you found cuz I know you found some stuff. I know you did. Yeah, I found some stuff. I Listen, listen, everybody, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Ash told me she might do this story, and I said, no, 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 that's too dark. And then I forgot, and I did this story. <laughs> <laughs> so, whoops. <laughs> Tell you, memory of a half-eaten chicken nugget. If you dangle anything I... in front of me, I forget it in two seconds. I love the fact that you just called yourself out, though. Like, you didn't even need to. I, I needed to. I feel so bad about it. Why? Because <laughs> I, 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 I was like, no. no, no, no. No, no, no. And then I was like, my brain was like, ooh, yes, this one. <laughs> I totally forgot about our previous conversation. It's okay. I'm, I'm not worried by any stretch of the imagination. I'm so glad you're doing it because I get to hear more about it. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Oh god, I'm scared. Okay. I believe in you. <laughs> this this is the story of the La Lori Manor. Dun dun. Dun dun. Oh, we need the was it Law and Order? Dun dun. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. There's a there's a podcast that I listen to called That's Messed Up an SVU podcast. Mm-hmm. And they have their own little theme song and they both like do a small introduction and then they both go Dun dun, and then ah, it starts their theme song. Amazing. It's so cute. <laughs> that is so cute. They do really good podcast episodes. If you guys are interested in uh, a summary of an SVU episode, and then the true crime that it's based off of, and an interview with a actor from the show, oh. I highly recommend checking them out. They're incredible. It's a really good episode, podcast. I'm gonna go check them out. That sounds great. Madame Laloy was born in New Orleans. On March 19th, 1787, and was married three times and had five children. Her first two husbands died, but once she married her third husband, they together bought a home at 1140 Royal Street in New Orleans, known now as the Laura Lee, Laura 
La Lori Mansion, or also known as the Haunted House. Also, side note. Which is crazy because there's many haunted houses in New Orleans. Yeah. Side note. Her first Mm. marriage, she was 13. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) Wait, when was she born again? Uh... 1787 oh that makes that makes sense though. it makes yeah it makes sense for the, that time but i was just i was shook to be married at 20 at 21 to be married at 13 is bananas because Isn't you it? are not you are not anywhere near an adult but i guess also back in the 1700s you are like old age by like 23 that's true that's true wild times middle age was seven. Oh god <laughs> Maybe the midlife crisis. <laughs> My chalky milk. Anyway. The chalky milk. Uh, the elegant home was very fitting for the LaLaurie couple as they were a sophisticated family who threw lavish parties. They were well-respected members of society, with Madame LaLaurie being somewhat of a sociolite. She was very beautiful and courteous, married a young dog. Uh, many women envied and wanted to be her, but nobody knew the true horrors that happened to those who reside at the Lottery Mansion. Her behavior in public was mixed. She was very polite to those enslaved in public, even going as far as freeing two enslaved people. But those under her own enslavement seemed to always look haggard and sickly. Rumors about Madame Lallory began to spread when people started to notice that many of her slaves would mysteriously disappear. There was a rumor that she kept her cook chained to the stove and would even beat her own daughters if they attempted to feed any of the enslaved people at the mansion. That's awful. Isn't it? I know it gets worse. Yeah. I just know it. Yeah, but... Buckle up! <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. The rumors of mistreatment were so widespread that a local lawyer was sent to the residence to remind La Lori of the laws of upkeep of enslaved people. During the visit, though... The lawyer found no evidence of mistreatment and left. Shortly after the lawyer visit, one of LaLaurie's neighbors heard screaming coming from the house. It was one of the uh, madam's youngest slaves, an eight-year-old named Leah, who was running away to avoid a beating after brushing the madam's hair and hitting a snag. This caused LaLaurie to grab a whip and give chase after her, but in an attempt to escape the cruel punishment, the little girl had fallen to her death from the rooftop of the mansion and was later buried on the mansion's grounds. Oh no. This incident led to another investigation where the Lalauris were found guilty of legal cruelty and forced to forfeit nine enslaved people of their household. However, Madame Lalauri got one of her relatives to purchase the slaves at the auction and then later return them to her in the home. That's cheating. Cheating. Swindling! How dare. Yeah, she's not a good person. <clears throat> Only a small portion of the madam's cruelty have been uncovered, although, and it all just stayed rumors, until April 1834, when a fire broke out in the residence of Royal Street. The police and fire marshal arrived and found a cook, a 70-year-old woman, chained to the stove, just like the rumors stated, by her anchor. Upon questioning her, they discovered that she started the fire in an attempt to commit suicide. The woman explained that the madam threatened to take her to the top room, and according to the cook, anyone who went to the top room never came back, so she started the fire to take her own life rather than suffer at the hands 
of what were behind those doors. Mm-hmm. This led to pe- those people. Hel- excuse me. This led to those helping respond to the fire to attempt to enter the quarters of the enslaved in the tap room. A judge who was among those who responded to the fire asked a very in a very polite manner to the Lores, La Lores, to have the slaves removed to a place of safety and for the keys to that room, aware that this would be d- d- ah must stutter. Aware that this would be dis- disastrous for him and his wife, he responded none too kindly to mind their own business and not to meddle in the concerns of others. So they're just gonna like they just let the fire take all the evidence. Yeah, I feel like if a judge is asking you for your keys and to move like people in your area to safety, you don't really have a choice. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, no. You look a little sus there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, After being refused the keys, and with the flames gaining rapidly on the building, the judge then gave the orders to break down the door, and what they found beyond it was a horrific, nightmarish, appalling sight. Just warning, this is where the details come in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Please tread carefully. People found several dead bodies of slaves in the top rooms, but that was not the worst of it. The worst of it was done to the bodies. This whole room was a room of torture. Those found alive were very deathly thin, looked to have not been given food in ages. Many bodies were horribly mutated, suspended by their neck with their limbs stretched and torn to extremity from the other. Many had whiplashes, eyes scourged out, mouth sewn shut, collars, with metal bar and spikes to prevent their heads from moving, some in small cages, some with broken bones, to make them fit in there, one with a hole poked in their head with a spoon sticking out to quote-unquote stir the brains, and wounds filled with maggots to infest openings. One woman was even found wrapped in her own intestines. People were shocked. Oh no. It's horrible. It's horrible. People were shocked. Extremely outraged at the discovery of torture and abuse from Madame LaLaurie. It even made it into the local newspaper. This led to many wanting to serve justice themselves. A mob of local citizens attacked the Lorraine residents and demolished (laughs) and destroyed everything they could get their hands on. In doing so, they also uncovered numerous graves on the property all unmarked and belonged to slaves that had been murdered by Madame Lorraine throughout the years. It's unclear how many died at her hand, but it is said about as many as a hundred. Before the mob could get to Madame Lorraine and her family, they fled the area and were never seen in New Orleans again. It is believed that they fled to Paris, where she eventually died in 1849. Though she fled, her evil seemed to linger in the mansion and is said to now be one of the most haunted places in New Orleans. The house was rebuilt after the fire and turned into many things. A home for the homeless, apartments, even a school, but then fell into the hands of of private owners. No one seemed to own the house for long, however. One owner apparently ended up in an asylum, another fell in a coma, even actor Nicolas Cage owned the house but lost it to foreclosure in 2009. Yeah, there's another house in the Garden District that happened the same way due to taxes. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. Those damn taxes. The fact that he wanted to own this haunted mansion, though. Yeah, I think it was said he wanted it to write the next uh, big horror movie script th- or okay, book. Okay, that makes yeah. sense, yeah. He wanted the atmosphere. Um, for almost 200 years, there have been reports of paranormal activity coming from the location. The room where the slaves were kept often have reports of shrieks and moanings coming from inside. Phantom footsteps echo throughout the house regularly, and many have reported feeling as if they were taken over by a negative energy. Some have smelled burning mm. flesh or heard dragging chains, and others have claimed to see actual go- ghosts, including a violent woman with glaring eyes. While it was a school, reports of physical assaults would come from young girls who would approach their teacher, crying with their forearms scratched up and bruised. When the teachers would ask, who did this to you? The answer was always the same, the woman. There is also said to be a tendant when the house was turned into apartments who went missing. His belongings ransacked as if there was a break-in, but nothing of value was missing. His friend would come forward and said that he was having problems with sprites in his home. Or spirits in his home. His friend, <laughs> For a second I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, no is that nice? Is that yeah. not nice? <laughs> sprites? My bad. I miss red. <laughs> spirits in his home. His friend wrote it off as his imagination running wild, but also said his friend told him that there was uh, also a demon in his home that wasn't going to rest until he met his end, which he did in that house. Oh, no. Spooky. Spooky. Today, the house at fourteen or 1114 Royal Street sits looking as charming and elegant as ever, but locals know the bloody history behind it. Although it may look lovely, this house is one of true nightmares. Also, both the Lorelei Mansion and Madame Lorelei herself played a big part in the American Horror Story franchise. A kitty purr. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, real, sorry, real quick, real quick, my, my credits are uh, Wikipedia, Del- Daphne Lorelei, allthatinteresting.com, historyofyesterday.com, Ghost Cities Tours and 64parishes.org. Do you happen to know which episode that they used the La Laure Mansion or Manor for for American Horror Story? I don't know. It didn't say. It just said it was like an inspiration for some of the stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Because mm. I know the La Belle, if I remember correctly, that's the name. The La Belle Mansion, which is in the Garden District, is where they filmed the Coven yeah. uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they said they never that. filmed in the actual La Lurie Mansion, mm-hmm. but it was inspiration. I bet you. Yeah, I bet you it's from both the Coven and probably uh, maybe a little bit of episode, uh, season one. The murder house. Yeah. Because I remember in the season three about the coven, there was a lot of like voodoo-esque in there. There was a lot of the witches um, and the idea that there was someone who was like a vengeful spirit that was like killing people and torturing them. But regardless... The fact that she had people alive and super thin, barely alive. The fact that 
there were different forms of torture and that went on for so many years that no one knew about it there was just rumors like that's terrifying and the fact that the cook was willing to kill herself yeah fire like both the cook and the little girl would rather kill themselves than be put up there tortured yeah that's insane oh she's she's an awful woman she's such an awful she also just kind of ended on her own terms. Yeah, I also don't like the fact that she ended her life pretty, I guess, decently. Like, she yeah. went to Paris? Yeah. Kinda. She didn't get any just Like, no one got justice, it feels like. She just was like, I'm just going to escape to La Paris, and I'm yeah. just going to enjoy my life with escargot and baguettes. Yeah. No, that's... Such garbage. Like, I walked past the manor uh, when I was visiting. You can definitely feel, like, heaviness around the building. It's very present. And, like, for a second, I didn't realize that we were, like, at the house. And I just kind of felt a little confused. I was walking with my mom, and I was just like, this just feels weird. And I quickly pulled it up in Google where we were. And it said that we were at the Lowry Mansion. And I was like, oh, that explains so much. Yeah. Yeah. It is very beautiful, I, I will say. It does look very nice. This is just, you don't, it just proves you can't judge a book by its cover. No, I would not want to stay there. Even if they were like, rent here is $100 a month. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't no. want to stay there. Mm-mm. No, no, thank. No, thank. <laughs> would you... If they offered tours, would you want a tour? No. <laughs> no. Nothing. I love I love ghost stories. I love haunting places, but I like to view them and listen to them safely in my bed with a blankie where the demons can't get my toes. I do not want to be amongst it. <laughs> not in real life. Phasma is different. Think that they like you all a little too much and they want to go home with you? Yeah. No, that's scary. That is scary. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to bring anything home. I I would think if the tour, again, had me go on the outside, or like if we were maybe in the courtyard, I'd be okay with that. I would yeah. not want to go in the house, strictly just because of the fact that like, I don't want to feel any of that... Like, I know you would feel it, like, outside or, like, in the courtyard. Like, I know you would feel it. But I don't want to feel that heaviness. Yeah. Being in, like, any of those rooms or being inside where I feel like it would be trapped more, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just the fact that she did that for so long. And there were so many rumors surrounding everything. And no one was able to actually do anything until a fire broke out. Yeah. Like... And even when the fire broke out, like, the husband was just going to let it all burn away. Like, well, yeah, he'd rather protect his wife than well, yeah. let anyone think that they did anything wrong. And just the fact that it, to me, it seems like they were very much of the mindset that slaves were not people. Yeah. That it didn't matter what you did with them. They were property. And that's disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. <sighs> My heart's pounding. I'm so happy my kitty came up there. He was like, you seem you seem stressed. Would you like cuddles? <laughs> yeah. It's like, hello. Hello, mama. Well, I've had multiple cats around me. Just 
trying to be in my face and give me love and cuddles so they're nice they know that this is stressful sometimes yeah it's not not nice hearing about scary people no it's so weird how like these people existed and did these things like what what why it's the same thought process with like Zach and dismembering his girlfriend like how how do you get these thoughts and feelings in your head how do you think that this is okay by any stretch of the imagination like I can understand if you wanted to do research because you wanted to make a horror movie or write a book like Nicolas Cage supposedly might have wanted to do like looking things up i would get that yeah you know research for a podcast but actively doing it because you think it's the right thing to do in that time frame is so baffling and just so insane to me it's incredulous for lack of any other term that's a good word that's a good word chanks you're welcome i'm a (laughs) I, like that I may have been playing Wordle a little too much and just doing some <laughs> word searches. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, you no, know. No. And spice to some vac vertical. Yep. Yeah. How do you say word? I can't speak word. <laughs> Vocabulary. Okay. That's the word. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I I speak real good. <laughs> I I know words. I yeah. had phonetics. <sighs> yeah, I know. Don't mind me. My uh, stutter is coming back real hard for some reason this episode. It's okay. Well, we need a a little pick me up. What is your scloonful of the day? Hmm. 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 I have one if you would like me to go first. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so my Scoonful kind of is like a two-part. Um, last week, I did a giant birthday stream, and um, my birthday was not that week, but um, due to sickness and everything, I had to postpone it. So I had it last weekend, and the amount of people that came to talk to me supported me, donated to me. Like I cried very heavily on stream and it was such a nice feeling to be recognized as someone that people wanted to be with and wanted to support. And it was incredible. And I got a fourth of my way to getting a like actual proper computer and uh, recording setup so that I don't have seven cats all around me at one time. It's not seven. It's actually just six. I count seven because of my partner in the corner. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I now I'm just a little bit of a quarter on the way there. So I just have to save up more money to get there. And I'm super, super excited. And my special project that I have going on for September uh, I got little bits and bobs already arriving for it. So I'm going to start putting this stuff together and 
I'm really excited to move forward for creating things and project time and I don't know just things are going really well and I'm really happy about it and that's my spoonful it's just I'm doing good it feels good to do good yeah I love that I love you I'm glad you had a good birthday donathan it's really fun I, I, it was a lot. I stayed for as long as I could. Even I even stayed during Zerus' parts, but I was so tired. I did not want to type in chat. I was like, <laughs> It's okay. I streamed for a total of 44 hours. Woo! That's a lot. Um, it was a lot. I did have to take a break for four hours, six hours, because... Um, I ate a jalapeno without realizing it, and then I felt my throat close, so mm-hmm. I had to quickly end stream for a few hours and take some Benadryl and sleep. Um, but then I came back and I was raring to go for another thirty-six hours. Oh, so. The hot chee, hot chee. It was. It wasn't even like queso. It was a feta dip, and that's yeah. what's really bothering is because of the fact that like. The feta dip, it just says Mediterranean feta dip. There's no mention of it being spicy. There's no pictures of jalapenos everywhere. It's three separate dips, and each dip has, like, a picture of what they are. So, like, cilantro, garlic, and chive, and, like, tomato basil. There's no indication that it would be spicy. And when I was eating it, I was like, wow, my throat hurts. This is weird. Maybe I just, like, didn't chew my chip properly or something yeah you got the and chip then stand. yeah and then the next thing i know i was like mm, this is not good and i read the ingredients and i was like but why why wouldn't you say it's spicy like even by just saying like medium yeah why wouldn't you i have strong opinions and words about the feta dip so. yeah feta <sighs> feta 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 how dare so uh, did you did you think of your spoonful? Um, kinda. I I just listen. I'm be I'm be real. I had a hard couple weeks, but uh, I found out today actually that some of our friends, uh, mutual friends, want me to do things for them that are really important for their streams, and <gasps> I feel very honored and touched. It I don't know. I try to do a, bit, a good job, but it just makes me happy that they would think of me to 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 ask. Aww, yay! That's so exciting. I mean, you are a very talented artist. Listen, Skloon decorated, decorated Skloon designed my and my mother's tattoo. So, I your art is good enough to be tattooed on my body. Yes, I'm also very happy about that. It makes it makes me Mm -hmm. very happy when I think about it. (laughs) So. The fact that people want to commission you to make things for them, for their stream, for their personal, is just really, really great. And I'm so happy that you're you're branching out more. Touch my heart and make me happy. Oh, and uh, some of our friends drew fan art for me, and I've never gotten fan <gasps> art before. And it, it made me cry, and I might cry if I keep talking about it, so I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> You have to send me them because now I need to see it so I can cry with you. Yeah, I never, I've always, I've always thought, I'm the art person. I give people art. I don't get art. So this is, I was baffled. Oh, <laughs> I was that's so sweet. By all the love. I think it's one of those things where like, you know, and 
a musician always creates like little songs or stuff for other people so that when they get something that was created for them or inspired by them, like they're blown away. Like an artist, you know, like you said, draws for other people, but when someone draws something for them, they're blown away. Like men are getting flowers when they're typically quote unquote, the the person who gives flowers and they're blown away. So I, it's nice. It's so good. I can't draw worth a damn. So listen, everybody can draw. Everybody I, can draw. Have you? We you've seen me play Gardic Phone. It's not great. And I love it's every not, single drawing you put up. It's not okay. great. I think all, I have some of those saved. Art. By the way, <laughs> all art oh, is art. Great. You all could art draw is me art. a line, and I would actually cherish it forever cry over it i won't draw i don't draw lines for you but i make candles so i'll make you a candle <gasps> you make me candle? okay okay I'll do <laughs> yeah see 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 so ah <sighs> it was good to be back it's good yeah. to i mean it wasn't good to talk about the things that we talked about but i'm glad we talked about them and brought to light a lot of important issues so just if you have issues trauma ptsd suicidal thoughts thoughts of harming yourself please reach out to someone we all care for you and we love you and uh slavery is bad it's been bad it was bad it still is bad and people are people and madame la lowry should not be a madame she be she should be a damned lady i'm sure she is damned (laughs) no i don't know but thank you for joining us on this episode of murder horror and monsters yeah i'm really excited for next week um just a little just a little uh heads up Uh, it's about one of my favorite cartoon shows oh yeah mine too i I grew up on that (laughs) explains a lot me too (laughs) it actually got me into classical music funnily enough really it did I'll, i'll tell you about it Next week, you're going to okay. learn all about that. I'm excited. <laughs> right? But thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Skloon, what is your Skloon wisdom to write us out on? Um, Don't do murder. Cheese makes everything better. Except when it's hot. And you're allergic to it. Except for when it's hot. <laughs> don't do murder. Cheese makes everything better. Except for when it's hot. And label your know. products correctly, companies. Label... <laughs> I'm looking at you. Label correctly. Feta cheese dip. <laughs> Feta cheese. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. This has been an episode of Murder Horror Monsters. Music produced by Dank with a Stank and Spooky Rose. Research and stories completed by Ash and Skloon. Follow the podcast on Twitter at MHMPod. Join us every Tuesday for new content on Spotify.